welcome to Guided Healing Trails Radio, where marriage and family therapist Joe Sukenig brings you insight to relationships, marriages, and community resources. Join us as we take this journey together. We thank you for joining us on Guided Healing Trails Radio again. We're joined here today with uh, Pastor Ross Cox as we begin to just talk about the church, the community, ministry, family, and just beginning to share our hearts. Uh, so welcome, Ross. How's things going? Thanks, Joe. They're going great. All right. So one of the things that I really see in Missoula is the, the amount of brokenness that we have in whether it's in the community as a whole, different sects of, of the whole, um, different partitions of kind of how, where people kind of group themselves. But this brokenness, this this amount of, of loss. So I, I wanna see and talk with you this morning of really, where do you see God's heart for for people and really kind of touching base on, on some of that brokenness. I know that when we talk specifically uh, about Missoula and our community, you can look outside and you see a beautiful background, you see a beautiful backdrop, you see a thriving downtown, you see businesses, you see, you see clarity, uh, everything looks good on the outside. But God doesn't look on the outside. God, God looks on the inside. Right. And I just know uh, that, that we can put on such an outward appearance, but the inside is still so broken. Yeah. And that I just know that Christ is the only thing that can fix that brokenness. Mm-hmm. And it's how do we let people understand that just because the outside looks good, how do we touch the inside brokenness? And how do we touch the broken man, the broken woman, the broken kid, the broken family? Mm-hmm. You know. So how do you see, like, what is God really pouring on into your heart, um, that message of, of brokenness to kind of bring that home, not only to, to others, yeah. but sometimes it's our own brokenness that sometimes God wants us to minister out of. Yeah. I would say that um, <laughs> he he helps me reach the broken through breaking me, mm. you know, because I was broke, and um, so a little bit of my background is I was a staff sergeant in the U.S. Mm. Army Infantry for for almost 15 years, and like I think my biggest claim to fame that I like to tell people is that I was the first of 28 guys on the ground in Afghanistan after September 11th. Mm. Uh, but but the uh, the the dot 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 after that little story is my unit my platoon was attached to a special forces unit or team you know a small team of five to seven people mm-hmm. we didn't even hardly see them uh, but all our unit was tasked to do was to watch their stuff mm-hmm. so they're the cool guys running the mission and uh, all we're doing is we're sitting back in a, in a building watching their stuff. So it is a cool thing that we did, but it in in reality it was um, it was not that cool. But it was it was historic, you know. It was definitely historic Absolutely. within the war on terrorism, and um, 
I just think that, and then fast forward that um, up from 2001 to 2011. In 2011, I stepped on an IED, an improvised explosive device, while leading a dismounted patrol, and uh, and my left foot was amputated. And so we're talking, I was I was a stud in the military. At one point, I was the third best uh, physical fitness person within 500 people. You know, I was number three. It's not, you know, I wasn't number one, but I also wasn't number 499. Right. And so uh, I was I was in pretty good shape. I was crushing the youngsters and, you know, everything in, in our family revolved around the military. Hmm. My identity was in that uniform that I put on every single day for almost 15 years. And, and I was proud of that identity, and I still am. But then whenever I was medically retired after, after uh, I lost my foot and all the other injuries that came around it, it was, uh, you know, there was, there was a vacancy there. And I was a believer the whole time I was in the military. Mm-hmm. But I put so much stock into the uniform and into uh, who I was as a soldier and physically, you know. And now then... Um, this last year has probably been one of my hardest years physically because I've had a bone infection. I had two ear surgeries. Uh, it's it's like God's breaking me again, but it's like, what do we do in that brokenness? I, I like to tell my wife, you know, at one point I told her that we're living our testimony. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of our testimony, and, and when you're in your testimony, it's not uh, big fun and games, you know. You're you're going through some hard stuff on how did you get through it on the other side. And I tell you, if I didn't have Christ and my family, you know, there, there would be many a nights where a gun to my head would have been the solution and the right answer. Yeah. And in that brokenness, I can see how people are contemplating suicide and how they are contemplating that's the best situation. Mm-hmm. That's the best solution. And I tell you, in those long nights, there's there's glory in the morning. God's Word said His the, there is glory in the morning. Absolutely. And it is renewed, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, you know, in those long nights that we find Christ in each other and, and confidence in knowing that we do have a future and a hope, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So how do you see... Your identity in Christ, which was kind of your foundation. And like so many others, even those who have believed in God or have um, really have dedicated their lives to him, go to war, go to some other traumatic events, and all of a sudden now their identity of what they thought was is now crushed. How do you see that the power of the brokenness really reaching how God is speaking to your heart through that? And then how how you see that brokenness really reaching someone who, who may be going through um, suicidal ideations, who may be going through, you know, losing family and just coming back from war or coming back from a deployment from somewhere and all of a sudden now things are different things have changed family has changed
there's so many different facets to returning from a deployment. Uh, it's 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 crazy as anything going from from people want to kill you every day into literally you're not in that environment within mm -hmm. 24 hours mm -hmm. and you're back and you're being celebrated and um, you might have even come home and you know one of your best friends was killed just a week week before mm -hmm. you know thankfully that's not going on as much as that as it was but I think that just being rooted in Christ and having having a church home having a church family having the community mm. involvement and it's not being involved in a veterans group or being involved in a in a bowling group mm. or being involved in a hiking community or going on a, a group run or mm. something you know being in a runner circle or something mm -hmm. like that you know those are great but those don't hit the core issues because the Bible says that there's power in God's word, mm -hmm. you know, and there's power in Jesus's name. And it's that power that we draw from whenever we are in those dark times, you know. And so for the believer and the unbeliever, you know, especially for people that don't know Christ, I think that it's, 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 it's cool to see how, how churches, how people are spurred into going to churches mm -hmm whenever their life is at the very bottom of the pit right. you know for some reason and that's god i i know what the reason is but mm -hmm. they don't you know right. but for for some reason there's something in their soul that's deep deep down that that doesn't drag them into church mm -hmm. but it spurs them into okay i might as well try this right and then it's up to us to be able to see through that that facade of Everything look good, looks good on the outside, mm -hmm. but there's some reason that you're stumbling in here. Right. And I love to see that in the church, and I love to see people grow through that first experience, and then their smiles start to come back. There's a, there's a glimmer in their eyes that shows up, mm -hmm. and uh, that's where God's the future and the hope comes in that we truly can't see. In in coming back and and doing some of those things and. Even through this last last year that has just been hard for you and, and brokenness, what has been one of the things that that has gotten you through this this year, this this hard year? What what is the scriptures? What is the word of God that that you're holding on to? There's a lot of scriptures. I mean, there's just ton, tons <laughs> of scriptures that come up. But I mean, uh, for one that I'm standing on right now over the last few days is. Uh, to, to don't grow weary in doing good, mm. you know, and and it says for in due season we will reap, and yeah. uh, you know if I if I'm sowing into it's, it it all depends on which dog I'm feeding, mm. you know, mm. uh, if I'm feeding the dog that's that's in that's in porn that's in money that's in uh, good things good look you know all the things of the world is mm. what we would call it. Uh, if I'm feeding that dog, then that dog's going to bite me, mm. you know. But yeah. if I'm feeding, you know, if yeah. I'm feeding the other dog of what is good, what is holy, what is righteous, what right. is pure, what is, what is, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and all the things that are righteous, you know, then I'll reap righteousness, yeah. you know. And so that's it's really important to me, and that's what I try to stand on. And 
it, it is very easy to become weary. Yeah. It's very easy. And I, I think, especially when you are responsible for when God calls you to kind of feed my sheep. And it, it's funny because he never really, you know, you think of at times, you know, when feed my sheep. And he's, your picture is like, oh, okay, I'll just go out and throw some grass, or I'll go out and throw some feed, and they'll be all right. I mean, when he says, be my sheep, these are kind of like goats, you know, just ramming you and rejecting <laughs> you and kicking you, and, you know. And so it's nothing kind of subtle or, or uh, even gentle about, about the sheep that he wants us to feed. And so what... What draws you to to really want to continue to feed the people, continue to encourage in them? So, do you remember back in the day, the 80s? I remember the 80s. <laughs> you know, when, when we actually had uh, record players and turntables. Absolutely, and, and the needles kept falling off. You had to put in, you, if you wanted the right song, you had to figure out what, what groove in the in the yeah. record it was in. and uh, That was one way to play it, but what started happening is people started playing the records backwards. Mm. And it would be like, rum, 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 rum. and I listened to the music that was supposed to be banned and evil back in the day when I was young mm -hmm. and I listen to it now and I'm like, there's not really a whole lot of things that are wrong with that mm -hmm. compared to the music that we're listening to now. You know, mm -hmm. the music on the radio now is totally different oh, yeah. than what I was like restricted to listen to <laughs> because I'm a big fan of Ozzy Osbourne and mm -hmm. I think that he's got some really yeah. great, great hits. And I think some of his records are the ones that were played backwards mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, the devil's going to kill you and we're, this is... And I don't think that was really true in a lot of those records. Uh, but what I want to start doing is reading the Bible backwards. Mm. Because if you read the Bible backwards, it talks about a glory, that, that, that the future hope that we're promised. Mm. And uh, that we will see God's face. That we will sit at the right hand of God. That we will sit in the new heaven and the new earth. Mm. And that when we do that, when we read the Bible backwards, we see where we're going and then we see the prophecy that's actually being fulfilled to this day that we're in so much of the of the things that are about to come to pass you know yeah and so that's what keeps me going as i play the record backwards mm. and i see the the hope that we're going to be in you know and i tell my wife often it's like we won't know this side of heaven on what exactly the impact that we've made on this earth mm. and yeah. i just hope you know, um, one of the, the scriptures, it says, you know, they don't know us because they don't know me. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't, people don't know who we are because they don't know Christ. Right. And so as long as we're sharing a message of gospel and truth, uh, then, then they will come to know him. Mm -hmm. That's all that really matters. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really what we're seeking for. Seeking for the face of God, seeking yeah. for his grace and his mercy but also resting in the fact that because we are children of the king, because we are um, someone who he thinks highly of, it gives us hope. Yeah. It, it gives us that peace. And that is what we want to rest on. Even though we have the struggles, even though we have the brokenness, 
even though things may not turn out the way that we want them to. We got to play that record backwards. Absolutely, and, and recognize that this hope. is this is what our hope is. That's right. And and Paul said it many a times where it he kept heaven kind of on his radar, and that's where he was heading. Didn't matter about being shipwrecked or beaten or you know talked about or lied about. It, it was this. But I'm going to see the king. I'm, I'm right. going to see Christ. I'm, I am going to see him up in heaven. And that's what helped drive him to get accomplished what he needed to on earth. And so I think for you, when I, when I look at a lot of your accomplishments and, and a lot of, even a lot of the sacrifices, is it's the hope that not only you and not only your family but that hope drives you to have passion for people and to have them see peace have them see the hope have them see the glory and and rest in like all you have to do is accept christ into your heart and move into a life that is obedient to him yeah it's not easy. And sometimes it, it costs us everything. But it's those times where radical obedience is far better than sacrifice. True. Yeah. And so with radical obedience, how did you how did you get into into Montana in in the the obedience part of it in, into the obedience of what God is saying and not so much what man wants or what man kind of forms us into I think I listened to my wife so, <laughs> that is a good suggestion know, that, is the, that is the answer uh, well you know we were we were living a fine life in Texas and uh we just felt called to do something bigger, and that's what was on her heart, is she wanted to do something bigger. And I think that, uh, and then we sold everything, and we moved to, to Butte, Montana to, to help plant a church, and uh, the church proceeded to move me into Missoula uh, shortly after that. And uh, we just saw God's hand and God's provision at every step of the way where that things shouldn't have happened that did happen mm -hmm. and but it was in our obedience that we were we were trusting God and I think that's another place where where we have to trust in our in our giving you know mm -hmm. it's not there's 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 some things that the Bible doesn't that that said that where the Bible says very clearly on do these things yeah. and then there's other places in the Bible where it's like kind of gray and you don't mm. really know and it's like okay this or that and right. uh, you know so in one of those areas where it's really really clear is in our giving mm -hmm. you know where we are to give 10% of what we make and mm -hmm. that's because it is not ours and yeah. I don't believe that if we don't give that the money's gonna be cursed because Jesus Jesus abolished that curse and that curse is not on us because we rest in him but i believe that because god says hey this is the best way to do it you know this is this is the way that it's going to be even better mm -hmm. you know is you just give me back 10 percent 
and we believe that that 10% goes into the local church mm-hmm. where you're being planted and where you're growing and where you and so before we moved to Butte we knew we wanted to move to Butte mm-hmm. so the first thing that I started doing is I started tithing into the Butte campus mm. you know and I started sowing seed into that place where I wanted to reap some some benefits right. you know I wanted to see the fruit grow mm-hmm out of that location. Mm-hmm. And right. so I started putting my money into that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like that saying, put your money where your mouth is. Right. You know, And your money is directly connected to your heart. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you when somebody says, hey, can I borrow some money? It's not a money issue. It's like, hmm, I don't know if I want to do that or not. Right. You know, <laughs> It turns into a heart issue, mm-hmm. especially if You've already loaned them money before, and they hadn't paid you back. Right. You know, it's like, no, I ain't giving you no money. Right. Uh, but so, and then as as we were given the opportunity to 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 come to the Missoula campus, where did my money start going? Started going right into the Missoula campus, where I wanted to see God's provision and what mm-hmm. I was doing. Right. You know, what I was being given, I give back. You right. Know? And that's key. Is <clears throat> it's not so much of the physical location or the or the you know the what church it is but it's this i'm expecting things to happen because that's what god's word says he, he says if you give it to me i'll give it back to you and he says test me in this <clears throat> absolutely and i'll give it back overflow and pressed down and shaken overflowing the whole works absolutely you know? absolutely and that's what I think that mindset is not so much of, oh, I'm giving it just like I was paying a bill, but I'm giving it to God and I'm expecting him. I'm proving it on his word and not so much for my own gain, but so that there is glory lifted up to his name. That's right. And that is, that's a, a very different view than just kind of throwing money at it. Yeah. You know? Or giving to a to a, a noteworthy charity, mm-hmm. you know, right? Uh, because it's it's a it's a good place to give it to. Mm-hmm. You know, I trust that they're going to use my money well, right? And that's great. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not discounting that, but I believe we're also supposed to give above and beyond. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some other organizations. There's three other organizations that I support above and beyond my tithe, mm-hmm. and it's called a gift. You know, yeah. and uh, I I don't look back on that money. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm right. sowing into the future of an orphan kid in, in, in another country. Absolutely. You know, I'm sewing into Christian music from one of the radio stations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sewing into people also, missionaries, mm-hmm. you know, because I support what they do and I stand behind them. Right. And I, it drives me crazy. Well, my thoughts and prayers are with you. You know, <laughs> thoughts and prayers are great, but I want to, you know, let's, let's put down the money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it to turn into to, yeah. to like a giving no, I, thing, but I, it is a it is a principle that we're called to do absolutely. as believers. Absolutely. And that's part of of teaching and feeding your sheep. That's right. It's part of going from drinking milk to eating eating chunks of steak. Absolutely. I want to eat chunks of steak. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, I think that's what God wants us to to move into. Really wants us to move into let let's not do milk all the time. That's right. It, it foundation is there, and it's always good to be reminded of your foundation because we're human and we forget it. You know, we get into our own things, yeah. and so we're reminded of those things. But I think when 
we move from milk to meat of the word. And when we talk about meat of the word, we're talking about like putting some action into this. Yeah. Like there's some now some action to my faith. There is some accountability that I'm not just saying, oh, oh, Pastor Raj, make sure that, you know, I, I get my my weekly, you know, download for... Come make me feel good. Come here, <clears throat> yeah. stroke, stroke. Yeah. And, and that's Pat the me on the milk. back. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the milk. But it's then moving into, okay, let's talk about our tie. Let's talk about, you know, what are we allowing through our eyes and what are we allowing right. for us to be hearing of and in conversations and what are we being a part of? Is our life yeah. showing forth who God is? It's mm, good. And so I think when I talk about marriage with my clients in whether it's in um, certain contracts or it's in they come into my office, I always tell them is marriage is this picture where it's not about the husband and wife yeah it's really and and the bible talks about it a lot and and measures it like this is it's about this picture between christ and the church and this marriage and so literally my marriage on earth is to show forth and the purpose of it is to show forth that this is what christ thinks of the church this is the picture between God and us. And so I look at that and go, how do I get my life and my marriage to mirror to the to those who are around me? In a sense that where they are looking at, oh wow, that's how God loves his people. Mm-hmm. I'm showing that to my wife, and my wife is showing it to us, and we are showing it to to the rest that we can and everybody that we talk to how we get that done is we have to we have to follow what our word says we have to love and that's that's love on people love on each other and love covers a multitude of things yeah and so one of the things is as, as we wrap up I wanted to say what would you say to our listeners to encourage them to walk into love. One of the coolest things that our church does is we go to the Deer Lodge Prison. Mm. And we have a campus, we have a church in Deer Lodge Prison every Tuesday night. And when I pulled up to the prison this last Tuesday, uh, I took a picture. And it was the outside of the prison. And the picture was of, and it was unintentional at first. And then I was like, wow, this is really ironic. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I took a picture of the United States flag right in front of a barbed wire fence with razor wire on the top of it in the guard tower, Mm. you know. And so here we have a picture representing freedom and also a picture representing bondage Mm. in prison. And those guys, I, I told a few of them, I was like, that picture, you can have both. You know, you can have, or, I'm sorry, you can have one or the other. You can be in prison and still be free on the outside in the in the world, mm-hmm. you know, but you can be in your own prison or you can be in prison and be free because you have Christ in you. Mm-hmm. And so it's that picture of freedom that, that just because we're not behind bars 
doesn't mean that we're not in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, imprisoned. And just because those guys are in prison doesn't mean that they can't be free. Mm-hmm. Because in Christ we are free. And it says we're free indeed. Absolutely. You know, and so I think that's huge. Absolutely. So how can the community, our, our listeners, come and um, see you, talk with you, connect with you, uh, tell them how to find you? Well, you'd find us at uh, Fresh Life Church uh, in Missoula at 3535 West Broadway at 915 and 1115 every single Sunday. Or you can catch us at freshlife.church online uh, all the time. Follow uh, Pastor Levi Lusco on social media and any podcasts that he pushes out every single week. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be the best way to do it. Awesome. Thank you, Ross. Thank you.